0: Beardy and the Beast Media Club. Ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba. This is a placeholder. Intro song. Thank you for joining us at the Beardy and the Beast Media Club, a discussion into media where we don't shy away from spoilers. We won't stare down to those spoilers like Judge Doom's cartoonishly dagger-like eyes. We're available here and on any other uh, services listed at beardyandthebeast.com. My name is Drew, and as always, he's not bad, he's just drawn that way, Devin is here. Yo! Joining us is Ashley Good of Ready, Set, with Ashley Good.
1: Also yo! (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: Where can you be found?
1: You can find me on, I mean, I'd say you can find the show on Instagram at at @ReadySetPod. however it's basically just a... A filler dump account for the show my main account is just black frames so blk frames that's my production company but yes i'm the host of ready set with ashley good awesome i'm ashley good <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what was your name again today will be dis- <laughs> today we'll be discussing the 1988 live action slash animated hybrid film who framed roger rabbit so ashley was this piece a Betty Bob or was it a Betty flop?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'll just say I'm a little uh, little disturbed by the number of patty cake scenes in the movie. I thought this was rated PG, you know, and Jessica Rabbit, that whore. She's playing patty cake with a detective. I have a lot of feelings about this movie.
0: How's she going to play patty <laughs> so cake with Betty another cat. man?
1: <laughs> <laughs> PG-13
2: because I kept it off screen.
0: oh god oh gee i i think the the whole patty cake thing did well to draw that draw the line between the seriousness and the cartoonishness of the the whole film Uh, like where it was dancing between the two and couldn't like it didn't want to firmly commit to either side until near the end so I think that old patty cake scene set the mood for the entire film, and I kind of I kind of
2: like that. I think, um, personally, not not necessarily set the set the mood. It was the perfect example of what the film's mood was going for. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like I personally think they set it like even right in the first scene where you know Roger couldn't get his lines right.
1: <laughs> I'll just interject and say it was what the movie was going for, but I don't think they succeeded. I felt like the tone was all over the place. And yeah, I don't know. I've got a lot of feelings. I actually Googled is Roger Rabbit an allegory for racial segregation? Because I was wondering, I'm like, this can't just be me. I'm clearly not the first person to have thought this about the movie. But yeah, apparently it is a by now well-known fact that it is meant to be about the racism of the 19. uh 40s and 50s in the U.S. Yeah I
0: could see it definitely like the way that it was spoofing and covering things that doesn't actually make me surprised at all Mm -hmm. like I had a feeling like there was something deeper to the film and I'm really glad that you brought that up because I knew I was missing something I couldn't quite put my my finger on
1: I wasn't sure if this was intentional or not at first but as the film went on I'm like this has got to be intentional All of the quote-unquote bad guys are using human weapons and human cars, whereas the toons and the quote-unquote good guys are using cartoon weapons and cartoon cars. And it made me think about how, you know, the theories about the CIA dropping, you know, weapons into the inner cities.
2: But that's not accurate, because Roger has a real gun at the end.
1: Oh shit, you're right. At the very end, yeah. But maybe He's that's using a real gun. he became the bad guy. Ah
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think I agree with the with it missing the tone. I thought it to me it felt like it was hitting the noir beats when it would like I saw it as a noir with cartoon characters. So that's where the cartoony aspects of it come in. So I don't know if I quite agree it missed the mark there. Like, again, just using the, the patty cake scene as, as the example for that, it's, you know, in noir, that's what the private eyes do and, you know, getting the sleazy shots, but it's like actually playing patty cake, which is fantastically cartoony. So I, I thought it melded it well.
0: It's interesting because I had a completely different take. I thought it was, it like took all these genres and was just like lampooning them into uh, one amalgamation of a film. So mm. the, the Nord Detective side, the cartoonish side, like everything was dialed up uh, mm. and then just thrown in that, that kind of mixing pot. And I thought it did well in that aspect. Though so I'm su- surprised I liked it all, at all, given that it's an older film. I tend to not like anything more than five years old because I'm a heathen like that.
1: I just, as somebody who has watched many an old noir film. Yes, it hit the beats, but it did just that. I felt like it was very formulaic. I mean aesthetically, I love the film. And Drew, I know you love it when people say the word aesthetically, so I'm just gonna <laughs> keep using it. But no, it, it it was a great looking movie. It was ahead of its time in terms of quality of animation and everything, but personally I just thought it was a little flat. I mean maybe that's just depression brought on from life and everything and I just can't appreciate fine humor anymore but I personally didn't yeah I just didn't like it. I do have a list of notes though that I'd be happy to s- discuss and got a lot of questions and honestly more questions than answers.
0: <laughs> yeah that's probably not a good sign given that like this type of film shouldn't leave you with questions like it shouldn't be a thinker when when you're looking at something that's more like Comedy, comedy orientated it's not supposed to be abstract it's not supposed to be like some big art piece so coming out of it with too many questions is probably a bad sign <laughs> um i i i did like it because for some reason i did find myself laughing um more than i anticipated but very surface level everything that made what me laugh what did you was like more- about it i don't know i just i was in the right mood probably because when i watched it i felt like a trash pail all day and then was just finally feeling better and watched this movie and i was like you know what this is the best part of my day
2: (laughs) see this is like for me like i i love this movie i've always loved this movie um so um I know, Drew. You said you've only watched this like w- once when you were like much younger type thing. So it was pretty much blind for you. Yeah, I only remember but, the um, ending. Yeah, I, I don't know how much you've seen it, uh, Ashley. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I I find it funny in the right place. I I found it paid off what it was setting up. Uh, it might have been a bit formulaic, but we've I know we've said this before. That doesn't take away that doesn't necessarily make it bad it's really how is it using the tropes and are they using them well and out of place so um, I guess if you're seeing them used out of place that's
1: um,
2: be something to explore a little bit
1: (laughs) I mean I guess one of my big criticisms would actually be with the acting and the lack of chemistry. Mm. I understand animated characters can only have so much chemistry with the live action cast. um, But Bob uh, Haskins, who played Eddie, the main cop guy, who I've got to say reminded me of Danny DeVito at first. I was like, oh, shit, is that Danny DeVito? But yeah, for somebody that's supposed to be an alcoholic, like they allude to that multiple times over the course of the film, he's remarkably sober. (laughs) That could also go back to that PG-13 aspect, though. Then why even make him an alcoholic? I get that it's a noir, and that's a trope, but it was just it came across as flat acting, which, unintentional pun, because, you know, the animation aspect of it.
0: (laughs) I do, well, like, I definitely didn't see much chemistry between, like, all the human actors. It's... I definitely noticed what could be construed as chemistry between the animated actors, but that's a completely different thing um the what was it uh eddie and dolores was her yeah. name dolores um i mean they alluded to a previous relationship and they had like a couple scenes but other than that i didn't even see the tension of like oh they're exes or they have anything that was even past romantic so there i didn't get any feeling with that there so i i definitely see where um a lack of chemistry could be found. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I, mean,
1: I didn't even I mean, realize that they were, in fact, exes.
2: They, oh, they did w- the whole like photos, like of them and Catalina, and C- Catalina, and then like, like ca- kind the I don't know what's broken <laughs> and uh, broken up kiss, and <laughs> with Rogers uh, interrupting him as they're about to kiss.
0: <laughs> See that, that, and her getting angry
2: at uh, Jessica Rabbit. Uh, when they were there, his pants fell off.
0: That, that's that actually that moment in the movie theater like felt out of place to me because of um, probably back to that lack of chemistry because I I didn't feel like they had any past uh, relationship so the fact that they were going in for a smooch
2: seemed out of place to me. Uh, I think I missed the lack of chemistry, but I was really focused more on the chemistry between Bob Hoskins and Roger Rabbit because i thought that was actually fantastic the way that he i never felt like roger wasn't there with him in a lot of animated live action hybrids it doesn't feel like the animated people are there and i know they did a lot of things on on stage like they filmed it as if roger was there so it wasn't voiced over he was literally the the voice actor can't remember his name offhand he was literally there in a Roger Rabbit costume, yelling out the lines at him. So yeah. Fleischer? Yeah, Fleischer. That's it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I feel sort of bad that I didn't like this movie. <laughs> but I mean, I guess it works the foil to people that really liked it. I actually have a note. Like, I was a stream of consciousness notes as I was watching this movie. And, and I quote, thoughts about an hour in. God, this is boring. The dialogue is flat and I don't care about anyone in the movie. Roger Rabbit is so annoying. Make it stop. Make it stop. (laughs) But to expand on that, I have a little bit of interesting information regarding the stand-in actors because I was curious um, if anybody was actually playing Jessica Rabbit or if they just animated her in. And they actually used two different actors. Um, The stand-in actor, the model, was Betsy Brantley which sounds like the name of twins in a suburb. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the model. And fun fact, she was actually married to Steven Soderbergh for a while. And Kathleen Turner was actually the voice of Jessica Rabbit, but was uncredited. So uh, Did she see she was uncredited? There.
2: I'm not sure why she was uncredited. That was something I couldn't find anything about.
0: Well, one, one was the, was it the singing voice? And the other was the speaking voice?
2: Yeah.
0: It's I think the speaking voice was uncredited, which
2: mm,
0: seems wrong to me considering the singing scene was like 30 seconds
2: long. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know really why the crediting was like that, but there's a number who knows. There could be many reasons behind that. I couldn't find anything about it, so um, I'm glad it is. Interesting.
0: I'm glad that you that you mentioned like the lack of attachment to any of the characters, like not having, I imagine any empathy for them or like any any care to what's happening to them because I kind of felt that too. Like I felt I felt bad for Jessica Rabbit because, like she she was doing everything she could for the the rabbit she loved but she's the only one that had any form of like emotional motivation on the tune side of things everything else was just uh gags and complaining about stuff and then of course yeah the lack of lack of chemistry from the human actors christopher lloyd was pretty over the top took me a while to realize exactly who he was i'm like i know that guy where's that guy from what I, what I was kind of said that left me wanting as far as the characters went is we never actually got to see a full tune version of Christopher Lloyd, like to Judge Doom. Mm. I could have swore there was something like a fully animated version of him somewhere? Am I just going, is this the Mandela effect I, again? Yeah,
1: I swear that... No! I mean, if it is, we're both affected. Because <laughs> I swear, too, that shot of him fully animated because there are scenes of this movie burnt in my head right. um, from my childhood because the, the whole thing with the shoes being dropped in the dip that traumatized me for many years and <laughs> might be why I don't like the movie as an adult um, another fun fact I'm just going to keep dropping those the ingredients to Dr. Doom or whatever his name is the dip <laughs> it was turpentine, acetone and benzene Fun fact, that's paint thinner. So yep. that's why it's the only thing that could destroy tunes. Who knew?
0: It took an evil genius to, <laughs> sorry, to figure yeah. this out.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, now that you mentioned I'm. Yeah, like, why didn't they try white out? And... <laughs> now it just covers it up.
0: Glowing <laughs> red eyes, blonde hair. Am I, am I just thinking of evil Doug funny? Might be thinking of just evil Doug funny. Right no, now.
1: that was—I swear—you're right. You are not going insane. <laughs> I'm not gaslighting you. He was very much animated in the movie at one point.
2: Well, there was—I mean, Bonkers is technically the same universe. I'm wondering if it was something like that. Okay, there no. Bonkers was a similar universe.
0: Saying words that. Magic man with his magic words. This is a thing? <laughs> what is this? Tell me.
2: There was a TV show called Bonkers, which I think was Disney trying to... They didn't make it Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but they made it very Who Framed Roger Rabbit. and it had like a cat cop. Um...
1: So, Devin, something... maybe you can no. answer this. Was this actually... Sorry, was this actually a Disney uh, Warner Brothers co-production?
2: So this is technically one of the only two touchstone films that Disney Disney calls its own. So this was a Disney film and they did convince Warner brothers to let them have Daffy and bugs, but um, they had, they had to have equal screen time with Mickey and Donald, which is why you actually have them in the scenes together. Uh, so, yeah, they were on loan the first time after this released. Um, you know, because Warner Brothers did a Space Jam and they wanted to actually return the favor, but management at Disney had changed completely and basically flipped them the and said, no, you can't have them. And Warner Brothers was very upset about that. And they really haven't ever had. able to kind of build a relationship again i know i'm i wouldn't
0: i wouldn't be holding out for a new collab or anything myself i as much as i was entertained by this movie i don't think a sequel would be something i'd want to see especially in the age where everything is getting rebooted and redone over and over and over again
2: yeah i might have saw some disturbing news Um,
0: oh no yeah Get me started ranting about getting new IPs out there and stop remaking the same old garbage over and over again.
1: Is it the uh, Space Jam sequel?
2: There there actually are, like, I did see something about um, looking at doing a Who Framed Roger Rabbit um, sequel for, like, um, 2022. I think I saw something like that. Um, (laughs) It's it's (laughs) one of those things where they said... Apparently they said... Uh, ages ago that they wouldn't mind they don't want to do it as a sequel. They want to do it like as a they, they called it a continuation as opposed it's... to a sequel. So more like you know, like Indiana Jones where they're not actually connected necessarily, but the same world universe. I have no idea if anything's gonna happen with it. I mean, obviously, we're not going to have Bob Hoskins in it anymore or, um, and no idea who signed on or anything like that. but I did see something. And I was disappointed.
1: R.I.P. Bob Hoskins. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea if he's dead. I'm sorry. I was just
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, throwing no.
1: that out there. If it he's not and you just line.
0: predicted it.
2: No, I'm pretty sure I actually read something oh, about shit. that. I, hope <laughs> I'm wrong. I didn't actually look it up. And I, now I feel terrible. No, I think it did.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, no.
2: Died, died 2014. All right. Good. <laughs> I didn't oh, know. Oh, jeez. That
0: <laughs> that's that's going to be the soundbite for this one died 2014 all right good yeah i i did see um something about like an original treatment involved uh a world war ii thing where like the toons go into nazi germany to rescue uh jessica rabbit who's been captured by the nazis or something like that and then spielberg was like nope
2: yeah i hear that was an idea for for a sequel or something or prequel rather
0: I, I would be ent- I would probably be entertained by that, to be honest. That'd probably be yeah. a ridiculous movie that I'd enjoy. It's a lot of a lot of interesting like scenes and like stage production stuff they did in this film though, that I really like. Uh a good example is when uh Jessica Rabbit takes off uh, Valiant's hat and then like shoves it in his face and like I was sitting there staring at the film I, I i had to rewind it a couple times to be like how did they do that just I, i'm not i don't know too much about the production side of things all i know is i was impressed by that do you do you have any ideas on that ashley
1: i mean you've seen the films i make <laughs> roger rabbit you know looks a million times better than anything i've ever shot um but all <laughs> self-deprecating comments aside I feel like it would be easier to do with animation than CG. Mm. I feel like much of the movie, I mean, it's easy for us to be wowed now because, you know, while the animating over top of film is an old technology, it's become sort of foreign to us because we're so used to CG and everything. So Mm. it almost looks more complicated because it's old timey. But I feel like the technical aspects of doing that would actually be easier than combining computer generated images with real images. So,
2: because I love looking at the technical side of things. Um I know this is one thing that um, I know both me and Drew have talked about a lot in a lot of other films. Um if you like besides the actual like obviously animated drawings, all of the effects are practical. So, yeah. Um, so they actually, like, ended up just creating, like, a bunch of little robots and and stuff like that because that, you could animate over it. So, like, um, with the in the bar scene or in Jessica Rabbit's introduction, right, when they're in the club, the octopus pouring all the drinks, like there was some marionettes up top moving all of the drinks around mm. and doing that with the gun and doing that with the guns for the weasels. So it, it looked bouncy. Um, They had, like, a little robot arm with uh, Baby Herman's cigar, so they could just move the cigar naturally and paint over it and draw it. Easier
1: might not have been the right term. Um, Yeah, I'm just, I'm biased because everything I do is a practical effect. Like, all of my filmmaking, I just enjoy doing it. I mean, in my movie Pity Party, I just had fake limbs everywhere in one scene, or there was blood, you know, none of it was cg i could not afford a cg person (laughs) so yeah i've just i've only ever used practical effects so to me i'm like oh that's easy because i know how to do it but i guess to the lames lame men or whatever it might be easier to use cgi so i'd like to take back my word about the production of roger rabbit being easier than cgi film
2: i I think lazy might be (laughs) like i think now lazy with a lot of the way they just rely on computer animation. I mean, it it's big enough that even when we're watching movies with CGs like both of us will point out it's like but that was practical, right? Um we talked about that a lot in Silent Hill, right? Like the monsters and that would have just been CGI nowadays instead of, you know, dancers and flesh colored bikes. Um so I I think it's amazing the passion that went into the The making of this like they essentially had 55 minutes of animation so just shy of like a full disney movie in and of itself for this and they made essentially they had to do different techniques because all of a sudden they actually were worried about shading and highlights which a lot of videos weren't uh much a lot of animated films don't still don't really do it adds time not necessarily and moving the cameras around like you filmed it as if it was live action which because I mean there were films with animated animation live action hybrids before I mean Mary Poppins is a good example but it was always like this static shot to make it super easy to do like I think I read something like I think it was for again the Jessica Rabbit song I think they are saying like if they layered all of the cells up it would have been like three four feet tall because like (laughs) that that in and of itself that that specific scene to get that shimmer effect it was like eight layers per frame per picture all hand drawn and hand painted
1: (laughs) the shimmer effect was really cool and i would say the highlight of the film i mean that's one of the compliments (laughs) i have written down was i really enjoyed the shimmer effect also i would like the mallet with the fist that comes out of it that looks like a pretty fun toy to have
2: about the singing sword
0: <laughs> i really like the singing sword
2: yeah
0: i don't have enough enemies of which to have a, a hammer with a, a fist that'll fly out of it
1: <laughs> it's it not to be an enemy yet. it can just be slow walkers on the street somebody whose face you don't like homeless people you don't want to give change to you just have the mallet the fist comes out problems are solved come on
0: you <laughs> said you're selling me on this how many payments of 1999?
1: you <laughs> have to buy it through acme i do have a question about jessica rabbit sure don't know if you guys can answer this does she only ever have one outfit and a follow-up question her hair always covers one half of her face, which makes me wonder if perhaps she is horribly disfigured. Maybe she's been splashed with the dip <laughs> or something, but you can never see both, you know, she just half her face is hidden, she's in one outfit. I think maybe she's like a battered, abused singer. You know, she's like working in this bar, does she really want to be there? Yeah, it's just, I her backstory. <laughs> yeah, and what's her and for that matter, what's her maiden name? I mean, okay, Roger Rabbit. So she married. She's Jessica Rabbit. Is she Jessica human? Jessica person? I don't know.
0: I, th- I think I, I think I actually saw a family name listed in the that other treatment that I kind of mentioned. It was like Kurig or something like that. Something like um like Austrian or German sounding. Did
1: you say keurig like <laughs> <I> <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not an ad. no No, um you got the the sequel you know they're in nazi germany and she's like hang on let me just make myself a coffee with this future technology and then keurig pays disney money i don't know i'm tired (laughs) yeah
0: i don't know how that works that that would that definitely puts another like a dark spin on it just to like do a bit of theory crafting and imagine that it's, it's clear that Roger Rabbit's career is kind of winding down. He's probably not bringing in as much money to keep Je- Jessica in a life that she's accustomed to. So She resorts to lounge singing so that she can keep up with the amenities that she enjoys. And oh, taking a dark turn for cartoon.
1: Have either of you watched BoJack Horseman? Yeah, <laughs> I've seen a couple episodes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they do a sequel, I'd like to see Roger as kind of a BoJack-esque washed-up actor at that point. You know, maybe Jessica. She's let herself go a little bit. She wears leggings a lot. She's got some kids named uh, Betsy and Brantley running around her. She's just <laughs> tired.
0: I do, I do like the fact that Jessica Rabbit was... She, she's the only one that seemed to understand what was going on and was right from start to finish in the in the movie. I just kind well, of I mean, Yeah, I kind of noticed that she was just like Any any foreshadowing or plot giveaways that were done were
2: done by like communication from Jessica
0: Rabbit during the film.
2: Action. I think maybe some of the more obvious stuff was. Like she she's definitely did a bit of that exposition. Um I did want to just go back quickly to the, the appearance of her. And you do actually see both sides of her face a few times. That was actually designed off of uh, I can't remember. Like they, they based it off of like three or four actresses from the '40s and '50s, and that was like one of their distinctive hairstyles. So that that's where that that part came from. And to go back to the to the foreshadowing there, I saw a lot of things throughout. Like even with Doom being the same tune that kills um, killed his brother, like there was a mention of. He was talking about the the case where he killed his brother. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but there, they were, I think it was Somalis or something that, that they were, that they were going after and got killed while investigating that. And they left 10 or the police sergeant said the same thing about Doom getting voted in by that same group in the area. So, like there, there was lots of little things there, just not the obvious ones.
0: Probably just the like the over, over, oversimplified plot throughout the entire movie. Like there was, it wasn't actually complex. It was kind of like pretty A to C as far as like a nor anything mystery related. Kind of knew who did it and what the problem was from beginning to the end. I don't even know if that's a product of foreshadowing, more so just. It having a simpler plot for a more all ages
2: audience. Are you, are you saying, like, so you, you think it's obvious that Doom was the tune that killed his brother? Hmm. You know,
0: it's hard to say because I had like I knew that he was a tune going into it, yeah. because I remembered the ending kind of. So I'm wondering if anyone with fresh eyes uh, would have had the same feeling.
1: I just think it's interesting what you guys took away from this versus what I took away from this. I mean, not to, to use a Roger Rabbit type joke, not to toot my own horn, (laughs) but I mean, I am the filmmaker out of this trio and you guys have watched it in a much more insightful way than I did. (laughs) My uh, comments that I wrote, I'm like, the dirty guy in the bar made me realize that laborers are almost dirty looking in movies. Seriously, dude couldn't put Couldn't have put on a clean shirt. And then I started thinking about classism. And you're all, oh, foreshadowing, character development, all of these intelligent things, and I'm just making myself angry about how the working class is portrayed in a movie from
0: 1988. Well, I mean, if, we, if we could... it takes place during, like right at the end of World War Two. 47? <laughs>
1: well, obviously not in 88. Like, <laughs> right <now> I'm old, but
0: <laughs> not that old. <laughs> so the... the... Well, I mean, if you think about the, re- the reason why they do that in film to de- de- depict, say, like a laborer or worker in that way is you need to be able to tell exactly what they do within five seconds of seeing them, because there can't be like this big spiel or exposition. If that laborer were to walk into the bar with like a suit on, you'd be like, oh, he's a well-to-do individual. You don't know that, you know... He's cleaned up from working the coal mines, and now he's, you know, having a nice night out with his his partner.
1: I just think we need to reevaluate our stereotypes in films, and you know, maybe we should all, you know, think why when we see men in suits walking into bars, we don't assume they have been working in the coal mines, because that is our own biases and bigotry, and yeah. So the next time you see a man in a suit walking into a bar, you go up and you tell him thank you for your service mining that coal. See how that goes. <laughs> I, bet he'll, I bet he'll feel appreciated.
0: I'll try that. And if I'm spot on, well then I'm... Be good. <laughs> I feel lectured now. I think That's I'm smarter. realized
1: I think I'm realizing why people don't like my films because I'm like <laughs> I don't explain this stuff. Maybe maybe Roger Rabbit is a piece of classic art and i'm just a hack and that's what i'm taking away from this interview well, so, so one, <laughs> one thing,
2: <laughs> the distinction that i always like to make is that um there's a difference between good and entertaining so i happen to find this movie both good and entertaining um and that that's coming from like how the story is laid out i didn't see any major holes in how the story was done i thought most things were set up throughout it um the characters were consistent, that type of thing. So so when I'm watching a movie, that's what I'm looking for. Very rarely am I personally going and watching a movie for the deeper <laughs> the deeper social commentary. <laughs> um so like that's where some of my perspectives come from when we're watching it. Uh but um I thought the the cast like of the bar, like yeah, you yeah, had the coal miner. you you notice like a bunch of them were like war veterans? amputees and all that too was in there like i actually thought that was like nope that fits kind of the tone there too right like i appreciated that now we've got you all pondering
0: well i was just thinking i was i was judging to myself that bar scene whether or not um judge doom had like a kick the dog moment where he like grabbed the sleeve of the um the army veteran who was missing an arm and like used it to wipe off the chalkboard. But I was also considering that they pretty much established the the fact that he was evil from the get go. Like, did he did he have a skull on his cane? I could have swore. Yeah,
2: pretty sure it was a skull.
1: And his name was Doctor Doom. I mean, that's <laughs> not the name you give to a good guy.
0: <laughs> oh, I think oh, it was Judge Doom. Sorry. I I misspoke. Oh,
1: judge, sorry, doctor. I'm giving him credentials he doesn't deserve. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You're you're supposed to be be a judge.
2: You need to be a lawyer. Lawyers have doctorates.
0: (laughs) Is this a fact? Is this a super cool fact? I'm gonna fact check that later. That doesn't sound right to me.
1: No, (laughs) sorry, Devin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Didn't find that there was many like major story beats in this. Like it was. Uh, very simple and very straightforward like about the only twist you kind of enlightened me to that the about the only twist you would get from this is oh you know judge doom was actually the tune that uh killed valiant's brother it may makes it very accessible but there's also a bunch of stuff that i think kind of like would push people away they kind of missed the beats when it came to the tunes um, maturing them in the way that they did, going from like the the zany tune thing that you would expect from like your space jams where they carry those personalities from the cartoon into the like the real world. they didn't have that here they all aside from. Yeah, aside from Roger Rabbit, I'm pretty sure everyone else had, like, like a show persona and a, like a real-world persona. And I think that would have detached, like, younger viewers from the film. Am I expressing that correctly?
1: I think so. But I, you know, I still don't know quite who the movie was for. I mean, it's a little bit too mature for some children to really fully understand. And I just think it's too boring for most adults. I'm sorry. I know you both loved it or at least liked it. Um, One of the comments that I wrote was, and I mean, I'm just playing into this bitchy thing at this point. I didn't really hate it that much. That's just all I wrote down. So that's what I'm working with. But I wrote, not a movie to watch if you have a headache or don't want to develop a headache. The only people I can see genuinely enjoying this movie in modern times are children and the elderly, like old, old elderly people that only eat pudding and enjoy the company of children.
0: I feel like this is an excerpt from your
2: diary. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm of just a sudden, I'm realizing complaining you about the elderly
1: <laughs> and pudding.
2: Realize how you felt when it, when we were talking about it, the little hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, like, like it's I mean... all per- perception. Like,
2: yeah.
0: like I wouldn't say I love this film. I definitely, like, enjoyed watching it. It's not time that I want back, per se. Okay. Uh, it's more that I had a laugh. It was simple. It didn't feel like it was a chore to get through. I have a pretty low bar for uh, movies that I enjoy. Like, I, w- I watched a movie recently called Jiu-Jitsu, Which has Nick Cage at sword fighting a robot? Like, this is probably the best movie I've watched all year.
1: (laughs) Okay, here's a thought exercise for you. Drew, let's paint a picture. You're 120. You've lived a good life. You've got like 50 little Drews running around. Hopefully. You know, you're on your deathbed. Everything hurts. The light is starting to fade. You just you wish you could have a little bit more time with the love of your life who's holding your hand. Would you give yourself that hour and a half that you spent watching Roger Rabbit or would you just drift off into the darkness?
0: Well, I mean, if we're getting the- theoretical, then you would say that every experience that I've had up until that point was something that guided to me to where I ended up. Meaning that if I had not watched the film, I may not have ended up with that person in the first place.
1: So, Roger Rabbit will <laughs> help you find true love and fulfillment.
0: Moral of the story, right there. Have Beautiful. I, have I sold it? Everybody should watch this I film think to you find have. true I think
1: love. I'm going to go rewatch it.
0: <laughs> but if you have and love. I'll
1: I'll tell my husband, sorry. <laughs> tell my husband, I'm sorry, I'm rewatching this. I need to find true love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, horrible joke.
2: I could watch this movie again and again. I love this one. Like it, it's. I don't know. I don't know where the disconnect is. I mean, maybe some of it is. It's like it sounds like you're like you actually is a, a bit more of a fan of noir. Noir is one of those genres that I want to like, but generally don't like some nameless movies that we may or may not never talk about. Mm. <laughs> So, I mean, the examples of noir that I can think of that I enjoy would be things like Batman the Animated Series, which went with that noir feel, in um, this one here. So, I, I'm wondering if there's a disconnect between the, the noir and the noir that that's maybe changing some of the perspective, too. The other aspect is, like, when I think of the cartoony elements of this film, like, yeah, no, that's what I would expect from... Looney Tunes and such, especially like the early Merry Melodies and and stuff too. So, I guess it didn't take me out because that's where I was expecting it. And it sounds like both of you guys kind of had a bit of disconnect with how those aspects were portrayed.
1: I mean, yes, while I like the noir, you know, genre and aesthetic. Again, Drew, that's for you. I just feel like roger rabbit fell flat i thought it was boring it was full of tropes Uh, beat for beat you know what's going to happen next i mean sure you can say there's a twist at the end with judge doom you know be actually being an animated tune person but i just thought it was predictable i thought it was cliche and i know that technically it was ahead of its time and one of the first it was the first movie to try something like that but i didn't like it i mean I'm a fan of so many different movies that I can't say I just like one genre. I just like things that are creative and outside the box. And I think that's getting more so the case as time goes on. I mean, recently I watched An Evening with Beverly Loughlin. Is it a good movie? No. Did I like it? I still don't know. But it was creative. So I don't regret my time watching that as much as just sitting through Roger Rabbit and being like, okay, this beats next, this beats next you know something like an evening with Beverly Laughlin is just so outside the you know the park i don't know what to expect with it that's what i i guess i like these days
0: i'm wondering if it would be one of those things that if if you if you were old enough to like enjoy film in 88 when this came out and were of the same mindset You'd have a different point of view because this would be something new and creative instead of just being something that we've actually seen over and over again and has been hashed out. Like these these tropes have been used again and again and again, and it is like over the last was it thirty five years probably seen this this same story and these same beats like dozens and dozens of times and just stuff that you've seen so i'm wondering if that would be a different perspective but it's not really i don't think it holds up creative wise for nowadays like i'm somewhere between you two
1: but i mean there there are plenty of good old movies like some of my favorite films are you know from the 70s they predate who framed roger rabbit Mm. and i mean i didn't watch those when they came out because i'm not that old but you know I don't know. I don't think it's a period piece issue or the release date issue. I just think it's personally boring. Yeah. And that should be an okay answer. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I mean, maybe. you don't have to justify
0: your answer. Right?
2: <laughs> I'm just asking, like, inquiring into it. So, I guess, because I know you've brought this up a few times about it being tropey and predictable. And I know, like, um, we've, we've done a few other movies. Um, that were tropy and predictable um I know personally i've never seen tropes as being a bad thing necessarily I don't think there's an issue with that having it with it being tropy and predictable um uh is some of that come from the like the filmmaker aspect of it too or where you're you're looking for more of that I'm just wondering if it's if there's something there too
1: yeah i think i would feel the same way even if I wasn't making my own films I mean Mm. I I enjoy satire. I enjoy, you know, satirical versions of common tropes. Mm. Um, But I just don't like boring. I I don't know if you guys watched the new movie with Bob Odenkirk. I want to say it's called Nobody. I was looking forward to that because I thought that this was going to be a John Wick satire. Sort of like Keanu, the movie of the cat, was. And I mean, I like John Wick and I like Keanu. But Nobody was just a bad version of John Wick. And it didn't have any jokes and it fell flat i don't know i'm just maybe i'm just picky or maybe this movie is horribly cliche <laughs> maybe you guys are wrong <laughs> well,
0: i don't think anybody's wrong people have different tastes <laughs> The
1: no this is a fight i will win
0: <laughs> no it's a it's... <laughs> it's a discussion not a fight <laughs>
1: <laughs> ooh am i Khan? are you kirk who am i fighting
0: oh i'm usually that the good Star guy Trek reference let's go
2: nerd nerd <laughs> yeah, it's smart trying to, trying to trying to understand just where you're coming from um is, um yeah just trying, trying to understand the the different perspective I mean, It's part of what we want to want to do and explore as well right so um I do, yeah.
0: Like, I do firmly think I'm like somewhere directly between you two, as far <laughs> as like my my perception of this film. Because I totally agree with Ashley on the like tropes and story beats, and like I I totally enjoyed it to some aspect. Like Devin, it's interesting to see both sides. Like I don't understand why you enjoy it so much, uh, Devin. I do. I do know there was definitely like little parts that I enjoyed but they were all rooted in that te- technical, like, practical aspect how how they did the, the filmmaking.
1: I, I just wanted to say that I'm a firm believer in there being no such thing as a guilty pleasure, and Devin, if you liked Roger Rabbit, you should, yes, you should proclaim your like of this movie. There is nothing wrong with yeah. liking a cliche, trope-filled movie if that's your jam, you know?
2: And, like, it, it depends, right? Like, because there's definitely some cliche trope filled movies that are just ugh, like that, that happens. Um, for me, I mean, sure. Some of it might be nostalgia. Uh, that's definitely a possibility. Um, the technical aspects is something that just just blows my mind. I mean, I think it looks better than almost like half the CG stuff that comes out. Um, I, I see things like Bob Hoskins in my mind sold the fact that Roger Rabbit was real. Right, like the the acting was there, like felt like he had weight. He was, he never looked like he was looking past the character stuff like that. That that's small, but but helps sell the world. Uh, yeah, it was simple, but the, the plot followed. I understood. I think they did good things with some of the tropes, like even like the story beat of the will, the missing will. I mean, in a way, that was another twist. It was foreshadowed. Like, it was mentioned pretty much all the way through and when, when you actually go back and think of it. like I think stuff like that was, while simple storytelling, was good storytelling. Like, like they, if they set up something like a Chekhov's gun, it came back. Like, none of that, it didn't waste any of that. It came to the portable holes, the disappearing ink, uh, all of those things built up. And sure, it was simple, but... It was done well. Simple doesn't mean basic, I guess. Like it was a simple story, but yeah, built it, built it well in that regards. It wasn't trying to be anything. I don't think it was necessarily even trying to be anything beyond a simple story in that regards.
0: I'm thinking that's probably what I am missing from this film. The fact that I don't remember, like, I didn't remember anything from it. There wasn't any of that nostalgia there. Like, I didn't go into this, like, it reminding myself who Roger Rabbit was or who Valiant was. It, I actually had forgot that Jessica Rabbit was even in this film. So, like, I, I didn't have any of that nostalgia to pull me in. And that's probably why I'm probably somewhere, know if I'd rate it, I would say four out of eight days stars around my fridge-struck head.
1: So when you said you forgot Jessica Rabbit was in this, can I just guess you're a Betty Boop guy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> best, scene, best scene of this entire movie was when Betty Boop was complaining about not being relevant anymore because of the, the girls that were in, like, full color, and then Jessica Rabbit comes on stage. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> poor Betty Boop. Just the saddest ba doopy doop or whatever she said. I was just like, oh, I feel bad for
2: you. That was actually Betty Boop's voice
1: actress.
2: Like the original Betty Boop voice actress and such too.
1: I have another question that I wrote down. And I don't know when else I'll get to ask this in my life. Sincere question. Is there a difference between old tiny guys having a thing for Betty Boop and hentai? You're both nerds. So I feel like I can (laughs) ask this question and get an honest answer.
0: Uh... Well, I mean, waifu culture goes back to the Middle Ages. Uh, no. Uh...
2: First waifu was named Mary. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the...
1: the father, the son, and the holy waifu? I have no idea. <laughs>
0: that's going on a, on a t-shirt. That is definitely going on a t-shirt. Uh, that, that's an honest question?
1: uh I mean, actually, yes. I would like to know what the difference is. And not like, don't get graphic about it. Like, yeah, I get one has tentacles, and I don't think Betty Boop has tentacles. But I mean, it's the same thing, right? Having oh, a crush no. on an animated Betty Boop versus having a waifu pillow? Pretty similar.
2: Yeah, but waifu doesn't mean hentai. No. Mm. That's talking pinup. That's talking like a, a, a pinup model versus, you know, straight nudie mag type thing, just because. Someone's waifus are, yeah. I don't think waifu no waifus are a mean... different thing,
0: but yeah. Well, I get, I get what you're so saying. So
1: Betty Boop would be like the boudoir, the the high end, the fancy, hentai waifu, and then like a pillow waifu is like the. <laughs> <laughs> no, wa- waifus not really the no correct idea. term here. <laughs> uh
2: I mean, the excuse meant to be like a pinup, pinup girl was a style, right? Yeah, uh, I
1: suppose, yeah. but she's got a giant head and a little body and she's not proportionate. So I'm like, there's no way anybody thought, oh yeah, she's a real lady. They knew she was a cartoon and they were into it.
0: I don't think I have an answer for this. Uh, <laughs> maybe old-timey guys were just into chicks with really big heads.
2: Well, <laughs> I only Drew could find a chick that's the guys with really big heads. Oh jeez, is this because I have a two foot head?
0: If I if I were to get, I have a
1: massive head. I'm like just trying to shy away from the camera. <laughs> oh, don't look at me. Usually, my
0: I can guarantee the circumference of my head is bigger than yours. Um, I have to get like a bobblehead. Definitely. <laughs> could almost think of. If you think about it the other way, the depictions of like a sexualized woman being guided by the interests of men of the time opposed to the other way around. So culture informing uh, I mean art, finger quotations uh, is probably where the answer would lie. like if we're if we're to give it a super direct answer. And it could also be she was drawn that cartoonishly to get around some form of censor.
1: That's a good point. to might be onto something.
2: Yeah. It could also be the style of the time, right? Because, I mean, she was definitely that, like, she was meant to be a cartoony character, right? You can compare that to the Disney princesses and such. which would have been at the same time. It's just a very different style, so when you're, you're having characters like Felix the cat and such like that, which again would have been around that same time, like that was a style just the big heads and the smaller bodies overall. Uh, pop Popeye, same type of thing, right? So I don't necessarily know if it I think she was meant to be attractive but that doesn't necessarily mean she was doesn't necessarily mean that's what, what exactly they were going for in that regards like still supposed to be I'm phrasing this badly. No, I get what you're saying. Read my mind. <laughs> it, it, re- it, just, it just
0: what you're saying is there's at least five people out there that are into olive oil,
1: and three of them are in this conversation.
0: <laughs> Jeez.
2: Okay. I I didn't hear the response.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't. You don't. You don't need to. <laughs>
1: You knew what you were getting when you asked me to be on the show.
0: I expected more rants. I guess now that we have solved the greatest mystery in this universe, this has been Beardy and the Beast Media Club. Join us next week when we discuss the film Haruka Azumi is Missing. And thank you for joining us, Ashley. Where can you be found?
1: You can follow me on Instagram at... BLK Frames, that's Black Frames, my production company. I also have the podcast, Ready, Set, with Ashley Good, which you can find on podcast players or podcast platforms everywhere. Literally everyone.
0: Awesome. You may have informed uh, our decision-making in the making of this podcast. Um, (laughs) Awesome. Well, if you've had an appropriately loony time and like what we do, give us a like or share. Make sure to follow Ashley at Ready, Set, (laughs) With Ashley Good, uh, Check out beardyandthebeast.com for a list of all the places that we here at Beard and the Beast can be found. Thanks so much. Have a good one.